Special episode of the Krypton Podcast. Yes, this is Season Zero, Episode One of Krypton. I am your host, Aaron Brotherhead Moss, and joining me as usual is my co-host, Pat Sampson. Hey there, Pat. Hey, Aaron. Hey, everyone. Thanks for being coming, getting back together. <laughs> and joining us today is our our third regular host, Mr. Matt Moore. Hello there, Matt. Hi, how are you all doing? Good. I'm doing good on my end. Glad you could join us. Nice to hear this. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And Matt's going to join us. He's going to be here hopefully every episode with us, as long as nothing comes up. And uh, That is the plan, for sure. <laughs> me, Pat, and Matt will be your hosts for Krypton. Again, this is the Season Zero, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about Krypton, about the origins, about the comics... And then when Sci-Fi finally comes out the show, we'll start our Season 1 talk about Krypton. But before we get to all that, let's get some more introductions out of the way. Again, me and Pat talked on our Zero episode a little bit about our origins, how we came to Superman. Now it's time to put the spotlight on Mr. Matt Moore. Matt, why don't you tell everyone out there listening a little bit about you, you know, how you came to Superman, how you came to comics. Let them know, you know. Your, your, uh, what is it, your ped, uh, pedigree? My pedigree? Yes, my your pedigree, pedigree for comics. Oh, definitely. Well, you know, I am, uh, I'm in my mid to late forties. I, although I should be honest and say I've been toward my late forties, but, uh, you know, so I've been reading comics since the early 1970s when I was a young kid growing up in Germany. And, uh, Superman was just, he was always in that, uh, that pile of comics that I would pick up every week from the magazine shop at the, the post exchange. And, he was just, he was always there. And, uh, you know, so, you know, I was familiar with him. And then, uh, of course, the movie came out, I believe, what, 97, was it 77? No, 78. 77 or 78. 78. And, uh, of course, I was hooked because it was just like, <gasps> I really do believe a man can fly now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all had that feeling. And, uh, you know, then you, know, you wrap that around the fact, you know, with the super friends on TV. And Superman was just sort of this omnipresent, uh, you know, uh, of, hero uh in and, in and around my life and the, and the lives of my friends at, at the schoolyard and you know and you know who wouldn't want to be superman when you're a young kid growing up uh and then uh you know unfortunately during the mid 80s i kind of i kind of gravitated away from dc and sort of became a marvel zombie but uh you know reading x-men and the avengers and fantastic four but what when i realized and was at my comic shop and i guess it was probably in colorado springs back by that time and you know then read one of the posters, or maybe it was an Amazing Heroes or something, that uh, John Byrne was going to be sort of retooling Superman as the Man of Steel. I said, well, you know, I love John Byrne on the X-Men and Fantastic Four and Alpha Flight and She-Hulk, so I've got to give this a shot for sure. And that sort of, uh, you know, it was almost like, I want to say it was almost like a... Uh, Almost like a new Genesis, if I can throw a little DC nod there, <laughs> to, you know, for me and 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 uh, you know everyone's favorite uh, illegal alien from Krypton, and uh, you know, and I I just really got into it. I've 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 never really let him go since. Uh, you know, all through the well, that's not true. I will. I full confession here. I did wisely sit out the 1990s for comics, and I'm kind of glad that I did, but uh, because I don't think I missed a whole lot. Except, <laughs> you know, that was sort of the extreme era. Uh, and then, of course, you know, when DC had another renaissance in the early aughts, you know, it's again just, you know, even 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 though Superman is just so powerful and you know this sort of Omega level hero, I, I was always intrigued by. Him literally being so down to earth and, you know, being guided, you know, almost totemic uh, in his ways uh, of, of being good and, and being right and being honorable. And, uh, you know, and that's continued. And uh, but 
as always, and I think that's what speaks to the nature of this podcast, given the fact that we have this TV show coming up next year. I was always intrinsically fascinated by life on Krypton and, you know, why and how they all came about. So, uh, I mean, that to me is just, I mean, it deepens the mystery and the appeal of Superman even more. Uh, and so uh, that's why I'm glad to be here. And I just I can't I can't wait to start talking about what life was like on Superman's homeworld before there was a Superman. I mean, there's there's a lot to be said for the House of L, if you will. <laughs> yeah, and I I love me some Superman. I love me some Krypton. And I've talked to those other people. I've talked about this before, but again, I like you. I we're I think we're about the same age. I'm uh, 47. I'll be 48 here in a couple months. Uh, so I, I grew up, I didn't really read comics as a kid, as I've talked about. I, I've seen comics here and there, but I, I grew up on, you know, the Super Friends, the Incredible Hulk, uh, all those, you know, the Batman, the 66 Batman mo- uh, TV show, all those things. So I, I loved the Superman movie when it came out. I love Superman 2. Sad that's all they made for a while, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, but one thing that, and again, uh, for as far as comic wise, my my Superman was the John Byrne Superman, and uh, we'll get more of this later on. But yeah, John Byrne's Krypton, he took a lot from the the seventy eight uh, Superman movie, and it was a very cold and sterile place, unlike the the pre crisis Krypton, which was more vibrant and more like what we saw in Man of Steel. So, uh, that's a real, that's you're you're exactly right. That's a great parallel. I mean because. It goes from you know being warm and vibrant, almost like the, I mean, almost like this uh, planetary Eden, to something that is just literally like it's uh, you know uh, somebody's interpretation of uh, of you know like Hades being ice cold and sterile. Yes, yeah, so well, burn the burn Superman is my Superman. I if I if I could control time and manipulate things, I would go back there and change. That's one thing I would tweak is maybe whisper in Burns ear, you know, don't go so much for the sterile Krypton, go for the, you know, the pre-crisis that bring back the, the, the planet that you hate to lose, you know, you don't want to lose, but you're going to lose it anyways. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to have some sort of appeal for it. And <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking we're going to probably get a, a, a melding of the both, uh, you know, but you know, I mean, obviously we can't really speak you know, with any real authority right. until we've actually seen a, a pilot episode to start right. off with. But, well, see, and I, I've heard different things. I've heard some, people associated with saying it has nothing to do with the, the cinematic universe. And I've heard other people associated with the, the series saying that, yes, it is kind of a, a tie in to man of steel. So I, I don't know how they're going with it yet. <laughs> well, I, I guess part of, part of the allure of that is, you know, we'll see it. We'll see it when we, when we see it. And, yes. you know, and, and then, you know, whether it's tied into the DC cinematic universe or not, I, you know, I, I'm ambivalent, you know, so long as they, give me a good story with characters that appeal to me and that I can invest in, I'll be happy. I was going to say, do you really want it to be tied in or, or do you want it? Would you rather have it that way where it's, they're free to do kind of what they want to do and make up their own, you know, pave their own way this time around, not being tied down to, you know, there's some mythos there, but yeah, not, I'm going to have to go with the, the latter on that. I, I would like for them to sort of forge their own path. Yeah. I mean, that's that's you know, and, and that's the beauty of the scenario and the setup on this is because Krypton, as we know, it is a dead world. It doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. All we know about it is what we've seen, you know, from the, the Fortress of Solitude and what uh, what Superman himself has seen, uh, you know, and, you know, if you say, you know, if you follow Superman Returns, you know, he, he returned back to the remnants uh, of the planet. Uh, and that's fine, you know, because I think to everyone Krypton is going to be something different. And and ultimately all that really matters is what it what it was and what it is to Kal-El, you know, to Superman himself. Right. And and I think it's almost like you're always going to have this angle of from a certain point of view and no one's ever going to be actually right, but no one's ever going to actually be wrong. <laughs> and I like I like that mystery. I want I want I want to let I want to let that mystery be. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm split on that. I mean, I would like to see it be one big universe because I like the, the multi-spanning different aspects of you know, the same universe. But seeing how TV is different than movies and the problems that Marvel's had trying to make it one universe. I, and again, being a DC guy, being used to a multiverse, I, 
I think overall I'd rather see it be a separate, its own separate thing. And that way they're not tied to what the cinematic universe is doing. They're not, neither one's relying on the other one. Because again, as you can see from, I don't know if anyone watches Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it can be a bit of a problem trying to get the two in sync and one either has to rely on the other or it can be a bit of a mess. It can be. It can, and of course, you can always, you know, view it through the prism of sort of like multiple Earths. Right. <laughs> and that's why I look at a lot of this. And whether there's a crisis or not, it doesn't really matter. Unless, <laughs> unless it's just bad storytelling. That in and of itself is a crisis. <laughs> well, again, I'm glad you could join us for this little adventure, Matt. I'm looking forward to talking some Krypton with both you and Pat this year. And for hopefully for many, many more years down the road, as long as they keep renewing the show. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely so. Uh, so first up, let's go ahead. We've introduced myself and Pat and Matt. So let's go ahead and talk a little about Krypton news. Uh, Pat, what you got for us? All right. Well, uh, in the Krypton news this episode, we have Sean Sipos or Sipos. I got to figure C-post. out how, or Sipos. I got to figure out. I haven't heard it speak, <laughs> spoke. So however you want to say it. <laughs> Uh, he is going to be uh, Adam Strange. Now, Sean is from, uh, he's a Canadian actor, and he has appeared in uh, many different TV series and movies. I'm just going to go through a, a few lists of, of ones here that perhaps you guys have heard of. Um, we'll start at his earlier career in uh, 2001. He had he had been in a, a TV series called Special Unit 2. Must um, be some another TV series of Maybe It's Me. He's made an appearance in as well. Uh, you might know him definitely from the movie Final Destination 2. He played Frankie. Uh, you might have also known him or seen him on an episode of another Superman movie or Superman TV series called Small Smallville. Uh, he played Chloe's boy thing, Rush, in uh, in a 2003 episode. He was in Super Babies, Baby Genius 2. I haven't seen that. <laughs> I don't think uh, many people have seen that. I don't think many people have seen that. It just it stood out to me as, oh, wow, okay. Another one would be Complete Savages uh, as a TV series. He was he played Jack Savage. CSI Miami, perhaps. He was on an episode in 2005. No, drawing a blank on me. It's like the only thing I would have seen him in so far is I, I know I've seen him in that Smallville. I don't recall his character, but I watched every episode, so I know I saw that. And I, I know I saw Final Destination 2, but I, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup offhand. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, let me, let's go a little bit further into his career and see if any of these pick up on you. Uh, the, he was in the movie The Grudge 2. Don't think I saw one. I don't think I saw The Grudge 2. I know I saw The Grudge. I don't think I saw the second one. You, how about you, Matt? Uh, I did see the first one, and be, and because I saw the first one, I will never see the second one. <laughs> and thank you guys for making that. I'll check that off my list of not to watch. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, think I, I want to say I started watching The Grudge too, but it left no impression, no lasting impressions on me. So take what you will on that. Pat, I, you. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're a brave, you're a braver man than I am, man. You are a braver man than I. Brave, stupid, whichever. <laughs> uh, let's see some other ones here. We, he was in a episode of ER in 2007 called the episode was Crisis of Conscious. Oh, okay. Yeah, I watched a lot of early ER, but I, I can. Yeah. Um, another movie was Lost Boys, The Tribe. He played Kyle. What was that? Oh. I did see that one actually. Yeah, was that I remember, like a second I'm, movie to the original? The second, there was two or three movies sequels. Okay. There, was two, there, there were like I think there was two sequels to Lost Boys. Uh, again, I loved the original Lost Boys. That was a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, because because yeah, Lost Boys: The Tribe. It was it was the sequel to Lost Boys, and the third one was Lost Boys: The Thirst. Uh, so no, okay. I did not see the third one, but I, I I did see you know I did see the tribe. Was the tribe so. wasn't one of those with the the Frog Brothers, or was that just a comic book they did? Oh oh my! You the wrong I got <laughs> Again, I, 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 I want to say I saw both the sequels because again I love the original, but much like Grudge Two, it's not ringing any bell. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yes, definitely. Yeah, you're right. It was. Uh, yeah, the frog. I, I, it, I know it had uh, it had Edgar Frog. So because okay. he was the. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely say. Spoilers. <laughs> I want to say one of them got turned into a vampire. Oh, don't oh. ruin it for people who haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I don't think I'm ruining it. <laughs> I, I want to say, but I can't. Yeah, that may have been a comic. I don't remember now. My mind's blurred all this together at this point in my life. Anyways, Pat, what else? You got anything else? Yeah. There? Right. <laughs> well, a few others. Um, we left off that he was in um, an episode of Southland, Melrose Place, the second version of that. He was in from 2009 to 2010. He played David Breck. I don't know if anybody had or watched all that series. No, I'm more of the old school Melrose guy, but I think I watched part of the first season and then I found a life or something or forget now. <laughs> <laughs> um, he then re- returned into another CSI uh, crime scene investigation TV series he was on. Uh, and let's see some other things that he Texas Chainsaw 3D he was in. In 2013, he played Daryl. Okay, yeah, see, I remember me and my son, I think my oldest son went and watched that one, but... Um, otherwise, speaking of vampires, he did, uh, he also was on The Vampire Diaries from 2013 to 2014. Yeah, how about you guys? Oh, I, watched, okay. I watched part of the first episode, and this is two teenage melodrama for me, so I checked. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped after the first <laughs> half of the first episode. Did you, did you guys watch that one? No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, so vampires. I, I, uh, I'm vampired out right now. I, I, I was not the target demographic for that one. So <laughs> yes, yeah, so I saw vampires. I'm like, oh, I'll check it out. It's on was CW or WB or whatever the channel was at the time. I'm like, oh, I'll check it out and see. Oh yeah, no, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, perhaps maybe you watch Dark Matter. Oh yeah, is he a Dark Matter? Yeah, Devon Tultherd. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I I can see him now. All right. Ding, 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 okay. Winner, winner, winner. Hey. <laughs> Otherwise, he was also on Major Crimes TV series for an episode, the movie The Sandman, and that that would be it. He's got some stuff in post production going on right now, but um, that would be Sean's career. I, don't know, I, I look at some pictures of him. He's kind of got a little Brad Pitt kind of look to him. A little bit. In, in certain area, you know, certain pictures that I've seen. Yeah, I can't speak of his acting ability because, again, I don't really, nothing he's been in stands out to me. But as far as looks-wise, I think he's got kind of an Adam Strange look going on. Okay. Personally, I mean, I don't, uh, Matt, are you familiar with Adam Strange? Are you? Oh, yes, very much so. I am a big Adam Strange fan. And I think I think his casting to play this character is 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 probably a stroke of genius, at least you know from the the appearance wise. And you know, Adam Strange is, has always been one of these great heroes of the DC universe because he's he's one of the cosmic heroes, if you will. Not quite as cosmic as say like the Legion of Superheroes, but it's it's almost like it's almost like the Edgar Rice Burroughs version of John Carter that was uh, <clears throat> you know uh, adapted and and brought into the DC universe. And he's been around for a while. He's been around since 1958. I mean, Julie Schwartz. The legendary DC editor uh, co-created him with Murphy Anderson, and you know he's. It's not like he's always. It's not like he's been on the periphery. I mean, you know, he was. I mean, you know, he had a he had a pretty good slot in Mystery in Space uh, during the Silver Age, and then he's he's been brought back, you know, several times, you know, especially in the nineteen seventies. Uh, oh yeah. You know, he's associated with Hawkman, and you know, because of the Rand Thanagar War, and mm-hmm. he just, you know, the fact that he's going to be. In Krypton itself is just intriguing because when you think about it, really, he never really had a uh, a tie to Krypton. Well, I don't know if you've heard the news from Comic Con. Uh, just for a re- quick recap for those that may have missed last episode or haven't heard, originally the the plots for the uh, Krypton series was supposed to be looking at Superman's past, his, his grandfather uh, Segel, and his strife and what have you on Krypton. And again, we talked about this a little bit last episode. I think the same thing happened to Krypton that happened to Gotham. Because originally, I don't know if you heard about Gotham. Originally, it was just supposed to be like a police procedural show starring James Gordon 
and the Gotham Police Force, basically showing how it went to downhill and how it needed Batman eventually to rescue Gotham. But too many Batman fanboys said, well, we need Batman, so they changed it. They brought in Bruce Wayne, they brought in all of Batman's villains before he became Batman, and Gotham the show it is today. I think the same thing happened to Krypton. I think they had the original idea to make, you know, let's do, talk about Superman's grandfather, let's explore Krypton, let's do all this and this. And too many Superman, Superman fanboys complain, oh, Krypton blew up, well, who cares? It's dead, no one cares about it. So now from uh, the Comic-Con they announced, apparently the plot of Krypton's going to involve Brainiac and I think it was Doomsday going into super, uh, Krypton's past to try to stop Superman from being born. And Adam Strange and Hot Girl are supposed to be falling along trying to stop them. So that's that's where we get Adam Strange at. And I and I like that notion because you know, you know, I yeah, especially when you when you draw that parallel to Gotham when they first announced right. Gotham, I thought, well, that sounds pretty cool, but you know what? I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> and then and then uh, I, I wasn't because you know I, I don't want to see another police procedural that just happens to be set in the city that uh, Batman uh, eventually arises from. Well, the way they did it was 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 pretty ingenious. You know, they bring them in and we see them as kids, and it really lays the framework and the groundwork. And, and I really liked the cornerstone they set up. I mean, yeah, you know, it's not like we're gonna you know it's not like we're gonna expect them to to to, to evolve into say Christian Bale's Batman or something. Right. But it just every but everything you know the way it's been going has been great. And and I I won't I won't lie when they first announced Krypton, I was like, well, you know, it'd be kind of intriguing, but you know, it's gonna be kind of hard to get. You know, regular, you know, it's not regular, but, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to kind of get people who are really involved into the Superman mythos into this show right. if you're not going to have some sort of nod to the characters, uh, you know, that make DC DC. And the fact that we're getting, you know, this, you know, this arch rival of Superman Doomsday, we're getting Brainiac, uh, you know, and we're getting Adam Strange. You know, I think that really ups the ante and, and I think it raises the bar, uh, you know, for not just fan engagement, but for. The casual fan engagement, because because you know people are going to know you. Know, pe- there are people you know who don't read the comic books, but well you know you say Doomsday, they're going to know who Doomsday is. Oh yeah. You know you know yeah. if it was from Man of Steel or if you know if it was from you know the Death of Superman comic book, uh, you know, they're going to know who he is, and that that's going to draw them in. And of course you know Brainiac, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, can you know? If you if you get a crowd of a thousand people, I would say probably at least eight hundred to nine hundred of them are going to remember Brainiac from some sort of, uh, you know, iteration, whether it was a cartoon version or you know they you know they casually flip through a, a page of Action Comics. So and you know that's perfect. I and mean, you know and and that's you know if Brainiac's going to go back in time, Brainiac's going to go back in time because he's the guy to do it. Pretty much. <laughs> but bringing in Adam Strange, I think is 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 uh, is a bold move because, you know, like I said, you know he he was. He used to be all over the DC universe in the 60s and the 70s, not so much in the 80s, but you know, then he kind of came back in the aughts, especially when Jeff Johns was having a good time and doing everything, like when they had the big 52 uh, weekly series and whatnot. And yeah, it, it should be a lot of fun. I mean, you know, there is there is there is precedent for having Adam Strange in a in a TV show about the planet Krypton, you know, because yeah, there was what they what DC has. They call them this uh, these Else Worlds stories, right. which are you know I, ideally they are set outside of any known continuity in the DC universe. And gosh knows DC has got a lot of different continuities over the years. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, some good, some not so good. But uh, you know the Else Worlds, you know they stand apart because they are literally just like sort of like one shots. You know I mean you could have a story and it's just it's contained in its own little pocket universe. And and he was in he was a ghost. Uh, in the Planet Krypton restaurant in this in this this comic book called the Kingdom Planet Krypton, you know, but you know, so it was, it was there. He was a nod, and you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. But uh, you know, to sort of give him this mainstream, uh, uh, you know, exposure, I think is going to do a lot for the character. And I and I think I, you know, I, is he going to be wearing the really cool, awesome helmet with a jetpack? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But you know, is he going to be riding Zeta beams? Who knows? But. You know, I'm sure they're going to have a way to sort of modernize him and, and make him relevant to the, to the TV show. Do Do you think that him being an older character might bring in an older older crowd as well to check it out? I'd say yes and no. I mean, you know, because you know, there's going to be the you know the folks like you know us who are going to recognize the name and go, yeah, hey, let's check it out just to see who see what they do with him. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but, you know, a lot, you know, a lot like, you know, there were people who, you know, when they saw that Constantine was turned into a TV show, you know, people like us, you know, who remember reading the stories of Constantine, uh, you know, in the 80s, uh, you know, in the 90s. Going, yeah, I definitely want to see that. Apparently mm-hmm. not enough of us wanted to see it. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, so I, I think that that is one way to sort of kind of uh, tie up uh, your 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 audience uh, and get a small segment. But then again, I also think there are people who are going to see this character and whatever, you know, whatever iteration he's going to be. And they'll probably be able to use that as sort of a springboard for him, uh, you know, to 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 bring him back into new relevance. And a character with, in my opinion, a character with Adam Strange, I mean, I doubt they're going to do anything with Zeta Beams because, again, he'd be traveling to the past. So he's not going to be needing to travel to Ran, Ron. And uh, so I, I think that they can do some changes with him without eliminating his, his core fan base because, again, they're taking him out of his normal situation anyways. But yet they're not. Because, as you talked about, you know, he, he went to the planet... He's an Earth man that went to the planet Rand, became a superhero there. Uh, he's basically going to be taken, instead of from Earth to a different planet, he's going to be taken, well, from Earth to a different planet in the past. So it's still, while it's different, it's still his wheelhouse, if you will. Very much so. Very much so. And, and I think that's just going to be, it's just going to be rife with storytelling opportunity, you know, by in, incorporating, you know, time travel, uh, as well as, you know, in, you know, uh, you know, galactic fairing, too. So, Pat, what do you think about uh, Sean playing Adam Strange? Any thoughts on much how familiar you are? I know you're a bit newer to all this. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, the name. I the, the name sounds from, uh, sounds familiar. I know. I know who he is, and I know that he's from Ran, and from the you know majority of it from the Ran Thangar War, right. uh, and, and that. So I'm. I am interested to, to see what they do with the character, how they bring him in, how he gets there. Uh, and get a little more background on him. Right on. I said here in a couple episodes down the road, we'll have a character spotlight on Adam Strange and talk a little more about him personally in the comics. But Oh, I can't wait for that one. So, like I say, plan on having char- uh, character spotlights on a lot of these characters that are going to be showing up. So, now that we've gotten, like I say, Adam Strange, Hot Girl, Brainiac, uh, Doomsday, we've got a lot more characters opened up to us now. So, <laughs> yeah, originally it was Segel, DevM. Those are the main two because everyone else is like who what they didn't have much of a presence but yeah now we got some actual some actual characters we can actually do something with them. I am kind of interested uh, going on to like Hawk Girl, especially after seeing the CW version. Right. How that you know what will they do with that? Um, I'm sure it's not going to be the same person or, or you know girl that played her. Or is it going to be something different? And with the different versions of uh, of the Hawk history, right? What what version they're going to bring? Is it going to be uh, the God? Is it going to be the? I would probably is lean, it going to be the police one or the? That's what I would lean towards. The Thangarian police is what I'm going to lean towards. Is my guess. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Given given you know, given the relationship that Hawkman and Adam Strange have had in the comic books, you know, with and the, the yeah the tempestuous right. relationship between Thanagar and Ron. So. And that, I don't think it's going to take much place on Earth, so I don't think that using the Egyptian god, the Egyptian version of them, is going to really add much to the story. Whereas the, the alien version, oh yeah, that will definitely make it be a lot better. I think. Plus, the suits might look really cool. Ooh, definitely, definitely <laughs> so. Here's hoping. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, I haven't seen any designs for any of the suits. All I've seen so far is just pictures of. Sean saying that he's going to be Adam Strange. And like, like I said, I think he's got the look for it. I'm sure there's probably someone that maybe better look for him, but as far as I'm concerned, he, he's pretty much dead on Adam Strange. I, I, I think you're right. Off, I can't think he, of an offhand that I would say, no, let's use this guy instead. I mean, as long as he can act, hey, he's got the look. That's half of it to me. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very much one that I, I want to see what's on the comic on the screen as far as looks. So. To me, yes, as long as he can act halfway decent, he's got the look. So that's half the battle to me. So we'll wait and see. <laughs> well, his, his, his career definitely shows it. He's been doing it for a while. so Yeah. Yeah, and he's been something like I say. Melrose Place wasn't a show aimed for me. So I tried to really stick with it. But again, he's been on you know, Melrose Place. He's been a bit characters here and there. He was in the Final Station 2. 
So he, he's showing up all over the place. So someone out there likes him. So that's, hopefully <laughs> that's a good sign. Well, I kind of wonder too, what it, for the ladies, will it bring in them, the girl, the ladies crowd to this? Oh, I'm sure it will. He's, he's a good looking you know. guy. I mean, yeah. So hopefully. Well, speaking of Krypton in the TV show, uh, Matt, have you heard any of the episode titles? I have, and as a matter of fact, uh, we've got some great detail from uh, the website epguides.com slash Krypton, uh, and they have got what looks to be uh, the first four episodes with uh, you know with their titles. Now, bear in mind, these are working titles, so they're not really carved into the crystal yet, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. Oh, <laughs> Thank you very much. I try. Uh, yeah, the first one, obviously, uh, and appropriately enough, being called pilot, <laughs> which makes a lot of sense. Apparently, that's an industry term, so or so I'm told. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the second one, uh, I guess, you know, really sorts of, you know, I guess kind of sets the benchmark or the framework for the whole series, you know, in that it's called The House of L, uh, which, you know, given the fact that this uh, show is supposed to focus on the line of L, <laughs> you know, Seg and, and Seg L as, as, as well as others. And then the third episode is called The Rankless Initiative. And that's that's got me kind of intrigued. I, I, I will not lie. I think that's really, hmm, kind of has me yeah. thinking here. So, and then, of course, the fourth one is what really uh, has got me titillated. It's called The Word of Rao. Uh, and Rao has a rather large place in the DC Comics universe. Uh, it is a red supergiant, uh, and it is the star that Krypton orbits. Now, of course, uh, you know, as, as, as the, old, the old chestnut goes, it's also Rao that may or may not have been responsible for the destruction of Krypton, depending, depending on uh, which uh, theory you hold to. So, uh, hmm. Huh. <laughs> you know, is this sort of telegraphing something uh, to happen later in the series, perhaps, in, you know, season two or season three, if there is one, we will find out. But, uh, you know, he's also Rao is also a supervillain who is may or may not be Kryptonian. So, again, you know, the, the plot thickens here. <laughs> so. Going to be kind of intriguing to see what happens here. Uh, and, of course, it, it should be noted uh, for those of you who are avid readers of, of the Superman comics, uh, it is not uncommon for uh, Superman to utter, you know, thank Rao, you're okay. <laughs> it's almost like, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like a benediction, if you will, uh, or the equivalent to, you know, thank God or, you know, thank the maker if you're a Star Wars fan like me. So <laughs> Because, you know, it's, uh, you know, Superman has said before, uh and I am cheating. I did do some research on this, but in Super France, in this, in the comic book Super Friends number forty-seven, uh, Superman did say that Rao is the Kryptonian name for God. So, uh, and then uh, you know, this was also actually confirmed, if you will, uh, in the eighty-two miniseries uh, Phantom Zone. So, a uh, lot of a uh, lot of uh, intrigue with this title. You know, this this one could go in multiple directions. I mean, we could we could get a supervillain. We could just get you know, sort of like. You go if you want to delve into the Doctor Who mythology. It's almost like the face of Bo. So, you know what we will say. <laughs> so, but that that's what we have so far. And again, of course, you know, you can you can keep up to date with that because the good people at epguides.com forward slash Krypton uh, will be updating it as they get more information. And you know, if they change things or because I know that earlier in the year there were some different titles for some of these. Oh, definitely. Well, you know, that's that's the beauty of this thing. I mean, these these things I think are always fluid. Right. It, it, these, ep- these episode titles probably will not be carved into the crystal uh, until the day where they're passing out the script for the first run through. <laughs> More than and gosh, knows, even then they might, you know, it, you know, they have all the way up until the air date to change the Chiron, you know, and change the title if they so desire. So, uh, but, you know, you know, having not worked in the TV industry, but, you know, having watched a lot of TV, it seems to me I think they usually find a good solid working title and will settle on it unless there's dramatic rewrites or something. Pat, do you have any thoughts on any of these episode titles? Anything about them stick out to you or give you any sort of interest? Uh, well, now that it that Matt gave a little bit more on the fourth episode, uh, that's interesting um, to to learn about Rao. I, I didn't know that before, so I'm interested in that. the The other intrigue is uh, the 
rankless initiative. So I'm not sure if that's like, uh, th- is that like them trying to, or the Krypton trying to even the world out, so to say, like there's different hierarchy going on on Krypton and either you well, have a rank or you don't have a rank or. I mean, I wonder if it, if it gets almost to like sort of like Game of Thrones level conflict. I mean, because you, know, you have the house, for example, you have the House of L, so but you also yeah, have the that, House of Zod. So, right. like, you know, so yeah. you know, I think that probably will will bring us a, a little bit of a sort of a political intrigue, if you will. I mean, it's, it's almost like if you have like, you know, if you gosh, you know, we'll, we'll cross the streams even more if you go into like the Star Trek mythology. Now, you know, even even with like Star Trek Discovery, you now have the 24 houses of the Klingon Empire. You know, who are all tussling with one another until they reunited. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this this there's a there's a potential for I think a lot of intrigue, both on a personal level, a political level, and a planetary level, uh, with a title like that. Well, with the Rankless Initiative and the World of Rao, I'm wonder or the Word of Rao, sorry, I'm wondering how much of a, a religious aspect, even if it is an artificial made up religion, uh, to me it comes like maybe some religious of I don't know connotations with it or something. Well, I'm wondering. Well, and I, and I think it's all going to hinge on what this definition of Rao is going to be. I mean, this you know, if, it, if it's going to be religious, and it certainly would make sense. I mean, it's an advanced world, an advanced world to have some sort of a theological underpinning. Uh, so, you know, it, well, you know, that's one of the things that's it's. it's I guess it's part of that mystery in space, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> nice time, back. I like that. <laughs> Well, I say so for us, the, the four titles we've gotten so far, and again, as Matt said, they could change. They could change tomorrow. They could change in a week. Or these may be the titles that may show on our screen sometime in 2018. Exactly. Well, yeah. well, until it gets there. Yeah, we've got a few We've got a few months to find out. Yep. I'm excited. I'm, I'm definitely curious about these, and it makes me interested in, in knowing what's going to happen. And I know we got a lot of stuff to cover before that show actually starts, but I want the show to get started. Cause I, I, I want to get into this and actually start watching the show. Well, at least we know we got four to look forward to. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, you never yeah. know with TV, but it, being on Sci-Fi, I think it's got bits wider than it was on ABC or CBS or something. So I'm sure that we'll get what they're doing at least for the first season. <laughs> yeah, and if I think if you've been following Cameron. Uh, he's giving some behind the scenes shots of like him in his studio room and that. So something's going on. Right on. Well, unless you guys have any other thoughts on either the episode titles or on our casting with Adam Strange. No, no, I think we're good. I think we yeah. got that really well covered. Yep. You know, it's it's in a, it's all it's all in a state of flux. Uh, so I mean, we'll see what happens as we get closer to the actual you know solid air date. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our cryptograms. So I'm calling for right now, at least. Uh, this we're going to cover any iTunes, any emails, any Twitters, and any Facebooks. Um, let's go ahead and start this episode. Look at the iTunes reviews. So far, as of this recording, we only got one review from a gentleman calling himself Superman1224. Uh, he gave us a one-star review on our last episode. His comments on this is, I love all things Superman, but not enough to get through more than five minutes of this podcast. Terrible. The first two minutes is just the producer bragging about himself, and the other two hosts sound like robots reading from a script. Well, again, uh, Superman 1224, I'm sorry you were disappointed with our first episode, our Zero episode. As far as the producer bragging about himself, I mean, that's when I was having him introduce himself, so I don't quite know where that complaint's coming from. Again, that's part of introducing yourself and talking about, you know, what else you've done. To me, anyways, is kind of bragging about yourself. So that's, to, to me, it's to be expected. As far as I say, the, the two hosts having robots, that would be me and uh, Pat. I, I will take responsibility for that. First podcast I'm doing with someone that's an actual, just a regular host with me. Try to script things out a little bit more, try to make things flow. Didn't work out, so this time we're going a little more natural. Again, hopefully we can overcome all that and hopefully give us another try, Superman 1224. We'd yeah. love for you to be. Check us out and let us know what you think. And yeah, definitely, I've, definitely, because you know, it's 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 a, it's a, it's a, it's an evolving thing, and you know what 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 went down in our zero episode will not be going down in our third, fourth, eighth, twenty fifth episode. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank him too uh, for at least 
providing us some feedback as well too it's always good whether whether it's good or bad it's good to know it's good to hear from people that are listening and help us guide us on where the show should evolve because it's not only for us it's for the people listening as well too so most definitely i I would be talking about this with somebody somewhere anyways so i'm glad i'm talking to you guys about it and i'm glad there's people out there listening and yeah like pat said if you guys don't like something let us know we may not change it. It may be just something you don't like. But if you let us know what you like, what you don't like, we can at least address it. We can tweak it if need be. And let us know where we're going wrong. Yeah, and feel free if there's something we missed uh, or something more information you know that we don't know, which I'm sure there is probably a lot of people that do, go ahead and, and email us, us and, and tell us a little bit more so we can also uh, spread your knowledge and also help us learn a little bit more too. I think, and exactly. Be really great. Yeah, you know, construct, constructive criticism is always welcomed. Most definitely. As our as our compliments as well. Yes. <laughs> I, I would rather have people writing in saying you guys are so wonderful, you guys are the greatest thing on earth. Because I need to hear that from somewhere. I don't get it at home, but that's another story entirely. But no, honestly, like the other guys have said, if you guys want to write in, that's what we're doing wrong. Something we said that you know what's not quite right. Let us know, because again, we're we're all human. We all have varied taste and varied knowledge in our comic history. And like uh, it was Pat was saying, there are people out there that knows a whole lot more about Krypton and Superman than we know. If you have that knowledge, please definitely write in. Let us know what we said wrong, and we can correct it. We can you know make sure everyone's got the right information. That's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you, Superman one two two four for the for the one star. That brings us four more stars to go to that five. So thank you. There you go. There you go. And we did get a nice uh, uh, comment uh, on on the Twitter feed uh, from uh, Supernatural Entertainment. And, and the user handle is uh, Supernat, E-N-T, M-N-T, uh, saying that, uh, you know, he's, he's they're very much looking forward to the series and that they love the concept. Well, you know what? We, we do, too. And, uh, you know, we think as we go forward with this, uh, you know, it's it'll, as we said, it'll, it's ever evolving. Uh, and, you know, but the whole idea is to basically, well, not basically, but the, 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 the gist uh, and the goal is to, you know, have some good relevant discussion about what Krypton the series is going to be like and what it's going to mean to us and how it's going to sort of draw from the inspiration of the DC comics and perhaps what it's going to do to advance uh, the history of uh, the House of L and, and indeed Krypton itself. So, by all means, please, you know, keep it coming and, you know, and do not be shy about tweeting to us. Uh, you know, and we would encourage you to follow us as well. Uh, it, it, you know, you will, you will be, uh, I think you will enjoy the fact that, uh, we tend to be, uh, pretty engaging when it comes to social media. And of course you can find us on Twitter at Krypton podcast. So, uh, you know, so do, do keep an eye out for that and add, and add us to your follow list. And was there any other likes or comments or anything on Twitter? Oh, that's it for now. That's it for now. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I think as we, uh, you know, as we draw closer to an air date, and as we get uh, closer to uh, more and more people starting to engage and the podcast proliferates and gets passed around by word of mouth and and, and other forms of uh, media, social or otherwise, uh, we'll see a little more engagement. Okay, well, that's it for Twitter then. Let's go ahead and move over to Facebook with all the likes and shares and all that from Facebook. Uh, Pat, do you have that? Yep, I sure do. You want me to read off the list or you guys want to take turns going through the names? Uh, we can take turns going through the list. That way it's not, because, yeah, it's a long list of names. So instead of logging <laughs> you down. Yeah, we're going well, to take turns. Well, if you want to start. Like I'll start us off then. So our first uh, Facebook like and share comes from Alexander Gamble. Thank you. And then we've got uh, Andy Beckbach. I know that name. Why do I know that name? That seems very <laughs> familiar to familiar. me. <laughs> hmm. I have to look into that guy. You don't want to know. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> our next one is Anthony Giron. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. If I mispronounce it, Anthony, let me know. I'm going to call you Anthony Giron until you're different. There you go. Uh, next, we have Black Lightning Podcast. And we're going to follow that up with Mr. Cameron McNeil. Cameron, thanks so much. Then we have Charlie Mike Solis. Hey, Charlie Mike. Then we have Corina Noble. And after Corina, we have Damian Baker. Followed by Dave Jones. And then we have another DC Films podcast. That and sounds then, familiar. Yeah. It does. You know what else sounds familiar? DC TV Classics. Hmm. Oh. 
Interesting. Followed by, well, we got DC TV podcasts. <gasps> the father of all of us. <laughs> and then I Praise think Rao. A- Praise Rao. <laughs> Thank the maker. <laughs> Andy Rao. Wrong show. Wrong show. <laughs> well, there must be a theme going on here because we have DC's Legend of Tomorrow podcast as well, too. Yay, that's one of my favorite podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> we have Elliot Cohen. And then we have Eric Wilson. Oh, I think I jumped ahead a little bit. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, we have Aaron Pritchard. Pritchard. I think I got that right. That sounds about right to me. Go ahead and I'll let you take back where you normally go. All right. And then uh, George A. Zaragoza. Thank you so much, George. And we have Harold Lazo. And last but not least, uh, we have Ileana Schmitz. Thank you very much. And then from the graveyard, we have iZombie Radio. Full, full, full disclosure, my wife loves the iZombie TV show. We get more on the list. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not loud. Am I missing something? <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't go to the next. <laughs> yeah, I never got into I Zombie. My my 23 year old son loves that show. So oh, it's it's an even better comic book. I mean, you know, the comic the TV show is really good, but the comic book was also really good. So it's 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 uh, again, it's one of those examples that I think we'll see with Krypton. You know, where they take the source material and and build on it and make some subtle changes to make it its own. Right on. Uh, then we have Jessica Mendoza. Uh, next we have Camrol Islam Papan. Ah. <laughs> I'm glad you got that one. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I'm sorry if I butcher your name. Please forgive me. I'll try to do better next time. <laughs> and following Camrol, we have uh, Kenny Crayley Jr. And then we have Leonard Sultana. Uh, Michael Hurston. Yay, Michael. And Lyle. Uh, Definitely, let's not forget uh, Narish Sundaraman. Followed by Noah Steinberg. Oh, I know this guy. The next Do guy. You? The next guy is me. Can you pronounce, can you pronounce <gasps> his name? His name is Pat Santon. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Algonquin for. <laughs> I hope it's you because you're wearing his underwear. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, let me look at the tag. So my question is, how do you, how do you know this, Matt? <laughs> Just an educated guess. That's all I can say. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, we have Quiver, the Green Arrow podcast. I'm sensing a trend here. Yeah, me too. Uh, moving away from that trend, we have Sean Williams. Hey, I know Sean Williams. Do you? Right on. You I think I do. Sean, if that's you, tw- send me a direct message via the Twitters. Sergio Edmondson, see... Sequesicue. Sequesicue. All right. Thank you, Matt. That's I'm, my that's my guess. That's my guess. I may be easy for you to say. You're, Sergio, you're, Sergio, if we're butchering your name, we apologize. Yes. Many apologies. <laughs> then we have Shayna, Batgirl Lucas. Followed by Snarky Sean. <laughs> I like that name. Sean is really snarky. There's a lot of snark <laughs> with Sean. Just just like warned. You've been warned. Uh, uh, Stuart E. Pearson. <gasps> Supergirl Radio. Yay. Followed by the Flash Podcast. I've listened to that show. F2. Oh, is it my turn? It is. It's your turn. Oddly enough. Yeah, what are the odds that I get this one? The next is from The Long Box Crusade. I think I know somebody from that show. Uh, I think I listened to that once. I think it was a really bad show. It it probably is. One of the hosts can't (laughs) pronounce names. and. I heard one of the hosts likes to brag. <laughs> and of course, uh, after the Long Box Crusade, we have the Marvel Report. Followed by the Thunder Quack Podcast Network. That is awesome. I love that yeah, name. It's great. That's, that's fun name. It's an interesting name. I'm going to have to look into that one just because of the name alone. <laughs> Titans Podcast is next. And Unleash the Fanboy. Ooh, that's a fun name, too. <laughs> William Walton. William Walton. He owes Walton. money. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, William. You don't owe me anymore. Two dollars. <laughs> Sorry, Two dollars. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, Zack Snyder. Oh wait, I'm sorry, oh, Zach Wilkinson. Well. That would be nice to see Zack Snyder's name on here. Yeah, he's a little busy at the moment, but you know, maybe when they get, maybe when they get done with all the PR for Justice League, maybe he'll uh, he'll join us. <laughs> But that's all the, the Facebooks, likes, and shares, and all that we have for this time. And at this point, we have no emails as of yet. Uh, you know how we guys can change that? If you guys write in to us, we'll have emails. And you know what? We'll read them on the air. Exactly. 
and and make sure make sure if you want us to use your name, you know, say hey, it's okay to use my name and, and pronounce it phonetically, or so I can say it properly for you. <laughs> and again, like if you enjoy the show, even if you don't like the show, just such as Superman one two two four, go to iTunes and leave us a review, leave us a rating on there. Again, let us know whether you like it, you don't like it. Either way, again, I'd be I'd prefer if you liked it, and give us five stars because that will raise us up in the rankings from what I understand. But uh, I want honest reviews. So definitely let us know what you guys think about the show. Uh, send us an email. Send us a Facebook, Twitter, uh, any of that stuff. <laughs> do so. Yeah, do so. I mean, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a two-way conversation. Now, granted, we're, we're the ones with the microphones. Uh, so, you know, our voices tend to be amplified a little louder than most. But, uh, you know, we'd love to get your viewpoints and uh, and, and your concerns and, and, and your compliments and your critiques. And, you know, we'd love to engage with you uh, however we can. So please don't be shy about reaching out to us. Yeah, definitely. Would definitely. definitely want to hear what others are thinking about uh, Sean and his uh, portrayal of Adam Strange. That should be interesting, I think. Yeah. It's really intriguing. Most Definitely. Well, if you guys have anything else, any other thoughts on anything we've talked about today, let's go ahead and let everyone know where we can find us at. Uh, Matt, since this is your first episode, why don't you go and let everyone know where they can find you besides the Krypton Podcast? Well, you can also find me if you are a fan of Star Wars comics. Uh, I co-host a podcast called Comics with Kenobi with Jeff McGee, and we are part of the Coffee with Kenobi network. Uh, We are... Uh, on the Twitters at uh, Comics with Kenobi, except there's no I in the with because of spatial considerations as opposed to space considerations. Uh, and uh, we are also at uh, Comics with Kenobi, and again, W-I-T-H that time, uh, ComicsWithKenobi.com. And you can find me personally on Twitter at uh, Gorilla Scribe, and that is spelled the correct way with two R's and two L's. And I also I also co-host a comic book noob, which is part of the Assembly of Geeks Network, and that is a wonderful podcast that uh, we every usually twice a month we take a property that you know much like Krypton for example I imagine actually we're probably going to do an episode on Krypton <laughs> 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 be uniquely qualified to discuss it where we take yes. a you know a, a property that has been that began life uh, in in the medium of comics. And has since uh, jumped uh, to film and/or TV. So, oh, cool. Sounds very interesting. And Pat, if people want to hear more from you, uh, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at the Longbox Crusade. Uh, that's on Twitter as well too, just under at Longbox Crusade or at uh, LongboxCrusade.com. Um, there, me and two. Two other hosts, three other hosts, um, Jared Elbrick, the yard sale artist, his brother, Jason, and our new buddy, Delvin, have been joining us as we go through, we pick a comic book from a random year and month, and see what's in my long box, pull that one out, and then also the others bring along a long box to find out what's in their long, what's in their long box for that year and date. Uh, well, then we then have some fun talking about the the issue and then looking at the ads the movies out at that same time along with what was the top popular song so definitely a good time we have cool uh, yeah check it out it, it's a fun time just make sure you set half a day to listen to one <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it takes longer I can. it takes longer to record it but it's definitely well worth it um that's a great have, show yeah we have lots of fun uh and uh, other than that we uh we also do a one where we're going through the collection chronologically right now. Um, that's called Crusader Chronicles, uh, where we're going chronologically. And we are now looking at X-Men and uh, Amazing Spider-Man as well, too. So right now. So come and join us over there. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we're really enjoying you guys' look at the Clone Saga. Or the beginnings of the clones. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, yeah. In the Spider-Man books. That's... That was a weird story arc. I mean, I, I hate to hate to run us off the rails here, but that was a weird story arc. But it, it was, it was so fascinating, though. Just to know what they built off of that. Oh yeah. Down the down the road is. And to spoil, not to spoil you guys' latest episodes, but like, yeah, it was. Uh, I think Jerry was saying, you know, that some of the covers weren't quite as great as they could have been. Mm-hmm. Seeing how much they built on these stories in later years, but like he said. They didn't realize that 
20 years later, 10 years later, whatever it was, they were going to take these stories and make, you know, a big, long story sure, arc out sure. of it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're, we're, well, I'm having a good time because it's my first time reading through that stuff. So, right. It's definitely a great time. Well, I, for one, am enjoying listening to it. So keep Thank on you. going. <laughs> and I definitely rest, I rec- recommend all these guys' shows. Check everything they're doing. Uh, if you have a few minutes, go ahead and check out my shows. I can be found besides here. I'm over at the Headcast Network, which is all about me. I've got four different shows right now over there. I've got my main show, which is Head Speaks, where I talk about comics, TVs, games, whatever floats my boat. Usually it's geek-related. Uh, the episode I'm going to be releasing, or I just released, uh, I t- talk about the Sword of the Atom special number three, and I talk with my wife about the TV show Game of Thrones that we mentioned earlier. Oh. I spend two hours talking to my wife about that. And then coming up starting in November, yeah, because we're in October now, starting in November, I'm going to start my Armageddon 2001, where I'll be looking at the DC's event Armageddon 2001, 2001. and if things work out like I've got it planned, I'll have a special podcasting or internet friend joining me for each issue. In fact, I've got a certain Mr. Sampson lined up for the first issue, oh. Armageddon 2001. I guess I need to talk to him about that and see if he's up for it. <laughs> uh, then I've also you got, should probably have your people contact his people. <laughs> yeah, it's got to get the lawyers involved. And yeah. a mess of time. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I said, what's that? This gets so convoluted when you get the lawyers involved. Usually. Uh, besides Head Speaks, though, like I say, all things geeky, I also have my Task Force X, where I talk about the John Ostinger Suicide Squad and the Paul Kupperberg Checkmate comics from the late 80s, early 90s. Some great books I'm enjoying. I enjoyed them the first time, and I'm enjoying looking at them again. Uh, Then I've also got another show called G.I. Joe, a real American headcast, where me and a series of other uh, semi-regular hosts, uh, one of them being Mr. Pat Sampson, uh, Jared's joined us, a few other Mm -hmm. people. Uh, We talk about the G.I. Joe, a real American hero comic book, and we also talk about G.I. Joe, the cartoon series from the uh, mid to late 80s. And then occasionally we do have a special where we talk about the toys and other things. Uh, and then my other show is the Starman Manhunter Adventure Hour, where I take a very niche character and look at him. Uh, this one is the Will Payton Starman. And then also I look at the, uh, the Manhunter comic from the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, that's really good. That's really going back. Yeah. yeah, the Mark Shaw. That's what the Mark Shaw Manhunter series, which I I haven't liked any of the Manhunter series that came after because I enjoyed that one so much, I think. But I'm looking at the, the Mark Shaw Manhunter series, and I'm looking at each issue. I just got done looking at the Invasion uh, three-issue crossover and how it tied into those books. So definitely check out my shows. They're available individually and also on Headcast Network, or my entire feed. Uh, but I think that's all I have. Uh, join us here for next uh, month, or next two weeks. We're going to get us on a regular schedule here at some point really soon. Uh, but our next episode, uh, we should have a special guest in here, Bob Fisher. He is a big-time pre-crisis Superman fan. So we're going to pull Bob into our clutches and talk to him about, again, his Superman origins, and talk to him about pre-crisis Superman and Krypton and get his thoughts and his thoughts on the upcoming TV show. That should be pretty informative, I think. Yeah, it should be. Uh, so unless you guys have anything else to say, I guess we'll end this episode right here. Uh, we'll insert a catchy tagline. I want you to come with me at some point in our future. But until <laughs> next time, we'll see you guys here next time on the Krypton Podcast. Bye, everyone. Bye, Rao. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you.